now loading. There are many iconic athletic footwear silhouettes that have influenced the types of footwear that are worn today. Their DNA is imprinted within them. These are the core silhouettes that will be the focus in this video essay. Converse Chuck Taylor Ulster, Air Force Ones, Stan Smiths, and Air Jordan Ones. The Converse Chuck Taylor Ulster is one of the most universally recognized footwear silhouettes. Marcus Mills formed the then Converse Rubber Shoe Company. The Converse All-Star began its identity as an elite basketball shoe in 1917 with its original canvas and rubber makeup. At the time, sneakers weren't used for leisure, but instead for functionality. With basketball increasing in popularity, the Converse All-Stars were the first mass-produced basketball shoe in North America. With sales being steady but not amazing, Chuck Taylor, the basketball player for the Akron Firestones, was a turning point for the shoe. He saw potential in his design and joined the Converse sales team in 1921. Being a natural salesman that he was, thanks to the basketball clinics he held across high schools teaching basketball to kids, he went on to promote the shoe along the way. Converse benefited from this along with the basketball yearbooks that celebrated the culture of basketball. Due to his service to the company, Converse added Chuck Taylor to the ankle patch detail in 1932. The 1930s is where the Chuck Taylor All-Stars grew even more in popularity thanks to the increase in adoption from basketball players. Chuck Taylor also designed the white high tops for the U.S. basketball team. Once the war had started, it became a symbol of patriotism, with Chuck Taylor being an ambassador for this, coaching basketball teams. The white high tops were worn by the soldiers during exercise and training, becoming the official sneaker of the United States Armed Forces. Years after the war, the iconic black and white colorway of the Chuck Taylor All-Star was introduced. In 1946, the two rival basketball associations, the Basketball Association of America, the BAA, and the National Basketball League, NBL, merged to form what is known as the National Basketball Association, or the NBA for short. The Converse Chuck Taylor All-Star in its white and black variations became the go-to shoe for the professionals, the college, and high school players. To build on this momentum, Converse released the Oxford in 1957, which were the low version of the high tops. This became a good option for people who wanted casual footwear, compared to the basketball performance-driven high tops. After dominating the athletic shoe scene for a long period, and after the passing of Chuck Taylor, Converse were eventually replaced by companies like Nike, who were able to offer more futuristic footwear for athletes and those looking for functionality. This opened up opportunities for Converse in other markets where the minimalistic style of the All-Star was adopted by big names in music 
especially punk rock stars where it became a symbol of rebellion and an affordable alternative to the Nikes and Adidas's of the world. The Chuck Taylor was now more of a lifestyle shoe and began being purchased more for fashion as opposed to for functionality. Converse being aware of this shift would go on to release several new colorways and prints for all ages. The accessible pricing of the All-Star attracted the attention of different subcultures and music genres in the 80s and 90s. With a huge influence in hip-hop and adopted by some of the biggest rock stars. Even though Converse explored other markets where there was a demand, they weren't able to be profitable and so filed for bankruptcy in 2003. However, thanks to the strong legacy that they built and the cultural impact that they developed over time, their influence was still appreciated by many. Nike purchased them in the same year that they filed for bankruptcy. With alternative trends growing in popularity, the rise of pop culture and skateboarders starting to wear Chuck Taylors, Nike's creative team were able to use that as material in their campaigns to revive the Converse brand and extend its run. The Chuck Taylors had a clear influence on fashion designer Rick Owens. When I see something ubiquitous, I feel like I want to distort it. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's some kind of adolescent rage. But that's one of the greatest appeals of the Chuck Taylor All-Star. Wearing Chuck Taylors, you align yourself with a generation that was experimental. There is a confident dynamic to the subculture. Rick Owens debuted his Vicious Black Ramones in his Full Winter 2013 footwear lineup. Inspired by the Converse Chuck Taylor, fusing the iconic silhouette and Rick Owens's curiosity for sleek, minimalistic designs and premium Italian leather on top of a ripple rubble outsole. Rick Owens has been adopted heavily by the millennial generation, including cultural influences like ASAP Rocky and Luca Sabat. There seemed to be a mutual respect between both Rick Owens and Converse. Rick Owens definitely has helped to extend the DNA of Chuck Taters into the high fashion space. Their most recent collab was the Dark Star Chuck 70, where Rick Owens transformed the classic Chuck Taylor, adding his iconic features such as the elongated tongue and minimalistic pattern. Air Force Ones, arguably one of the most adopted shoes ever. In the 80s, it sparked a technological revolution, a cultural one in the 90s, and inspired the idea of having retros. Air Force Ones dropped in 1982. Bruce Kilgore, the man responsible for the Air Force One, was a minimalist. So it makes sense why Air Force Ones were designed with a simple style. The Air Force One was also one of the first basketball sneakers to feature a cup sole, making it one of the most durable shoes to date. 
Cop cells generally provide more protection. It was one of the first to feature the air technology named after the presidential aircraft Air Force One. Kilgore developed a circular outsole thread designed with basketball in mind. However, due to the investments on footwear technology, it's very unlikely that you'll see these on the feet of NBA players on the court today. The Air Force One craze was birthed in New York City, powered by New York hip-hop, where Air Force Ones were also mentioned in many hip-hop songs. In New York, Air Force Ones are also referred to as uptowns. In the early 2000s, Nelly, who grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, named one of his tracks Air Force Ones, and as a result, Nike released a Nelly-inspired pair of Air Force Ones among other dirty Nikes that were released in his name. Air Force One's simplicity enables it to go with damn near any outfit, whether that be casual or formal. Bapester by Bape adopted the Air Force One style. The Bapester by Nigo, introduced in the early 2000s, has become Bape's most iconic silhouette which was heavily influenced by the Air Force One. Let's look at the differences. The lightning star replaced the swoosh, while the words ape or bape replaced the air that typically appears on the Air Force One's midsole. The bapester was constructed from paint and leather, giving pairs a distinctive sheen that Air Force Ones didn't have. Other than that, they are very similar, but the Bapester has been celebrated, not rejected. These are some of the most important Bapesters released in the 2000s. Cause Bapester 2005. The iconic XIs on the rare quarter panel. Octopus Bapester 2006. These iconic red, yellow and white Bapesters appeared in Soldier Boy's Crank That video a year later in 07, worn in both the iconic dance floor scene and when Soldier Boy is dancing in the street. Catch me at your local party, yes I crank it every day. Haters getting mad cause I got me some baby mates. N.E.R.D. Babester, 2006. Pharrell was the most important person in popularizing Bape in the 2000s. So it made sense that his group, NERD, had their own babe shoe. Neapolitan ice cream-esque colorway and NERD's brain logo embroidered on the rare quarter panel. Kanye West Babester, 2007. The beige brown red Babester featured the cartoon bear from Kanye's college dropout and late registration albums, as well as the tricolor ape on the midsole. These have arguably become the most famous pair of Babesters ever released. DC Comic Babesters, 2007. Black, yellow and grey colorway with a yellow ape on the midsole. Cotton Candy Babester. These are an ongoing collection, arguably the most recognizable colorway attached to the Bape silhouette. The Cotton Candy colorway is built off the colors blue, yellow and white. Spongebob Squarepants, Babester, 2008. Nigo, the founder of Bape, is a huge fan of 
pop culture icons. So this release made complete sense. It allowed Bape to add their already cartoon vibe that they incorporated into their branding. The Stan Smith shoe dropped in 1963. It was the first ever leather tennis sneaker. Originally named after French tennis player Robert Halle in 1965. In 1973, after he retired, it was renamed to Stan Smith. Phoebe Fowler wearing a pair of Stan Smiths during Fashion Week made the luxury fashion world pay more attention to it and look at them in a different way. Pharrell putting out his own version of the Stan Smiths in 2014 reintroduced them to a new generation. Raph Simmons putting his own take on the Stan Smith shoe in collaboration with Adidas again reintroduced it to his audience. The Stan Smith was updated in new colorways from dark grey to pastel tones and of course white. Each pair has a rough design as each features the perforated R on the side. Because the Stan Smith shoe has a minimalistic approach, it was easy for luxury brands to add their own twist to it. Common Projects, their Achilles model was essentially an even more stripped down Stan Smith at its core with a sleek toe box, retooled midsole and premium Italian leather upper. Saint Laurent, ETQ8 Amsterdam, Butterroll and Acne Studios are other brands that were influenced by Stan Smith's core shape and design. Air Jordan 1s. The first signature shoe for, to many, the greatest basketball player ever. And the shoe that changed collecting forever. These are connected to a lot of nostalgia and transcends generations. Air Jordan 1s represent something bigger than an athletic shoe. It represents the marketing journey of Jordan as a cultural icon. Pony City Wings were made specifically for basketball. Spud Webb wore the Pony City Wings in the 1986 Slam Dunk Contest. Stadia was an athletic shoe introduced in 1984 to provide an alternative new versions of silhouettes can bring original ones back to the forefront or strengthen its influence within pop culture like rick owens's ramon shoe being a child of the chuck taylor silhouette has helped to extend the longevity of chuck taylor's reintroducing it to the rick owens generation that have embraced the rick owens shoe the past decade or so the air force ones are an interesting one because they still remain popular during the height of the babester during the mid to late 2000s but the babester being that creative alternative option didn't really hurt the air force one brand it actually just provided confirmation of the influence of the Air Force One. The great OG silhouettes always seem to come full circle in popular culture. The shoes that they influence also tend to bring a new generation into that ecosystem 
helping the silhouette to tap into new subcultures and ultimately boosting its longevity.